Excuse me, but I was wondering if you think America will ever switch to the metric system. Well, it's a very interesting. You're married. Married. Oh yeah, yeah, we're married. We've got a kid, TJ. TJ. Okay. TJ. Yeah, everything. He looks just like me. He's got car size. Oh, oh my god. Play. He's like a mind kid. He's like yeah, brilliant. Thing. You should meet him. God, look at those teeth. Oh. Those are some nice veneers you got, my friend. Don't tell me that you're a dentist. A dentist? Yeah, I totally sold out, dude. Hey, you and me both, buddy. <laughs> hey, lover. Aren't you gonna introduce me? Yes. Samantha. He's my old friend. This is Clark. This is Darla. Your names are Clark and Darla? Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my god, that is so cute! I just want to eat you both up! Uh -huh. Okay, I am going to go to the little girls' room. Good. And then we're out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's, uh, <laughs> incoming. Oh my god. So nice meeting you. She's adorable and affectionate. Christ, it's Chris Brander, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Chris Brander? Chris Brander? Holy, I saw you at the Grammys sitting next to P. Diddy. It's me, Tim. You remember? Oh, how can I forget you, Tim? Hey, you got five dollars. I can, like, half. Yeah. You keep living the dream, Tim. Done! Bye-bye now. Class of 95! Class of 95! Here's your money, bitch! He looks good. Cinema Night Podcast, Late Night Style. Travis Roy, Michael Govier, Eric Branchum, Uncensored Raw. We're doing Just Friends. Does it hold up or not? We'll find out. Nobody knows, and no one has the answers. That's what we'll get to in our main event. It's always the main course. You hit us up at Cinema Night, pod at and tell us about your favorite color. You can tell us how you feel about this movie or any other movie, really. We're open to all movie discussion at any given time. It's a free country. Yeah. Right, Travis? It is. It is. I mean, whatever country you're listening in is probably a free country. It's true. Yes. I Eric Branchum. 
you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, sure, Michael. So what what the heck is going on, guys? We got a this is a late night pod. How are we feeling? We tired? Is it bedtime? Just getting started. Yeah, it's nine oh five Eastern time, live and uncensored. Okay. Um I already did a podcast earlier. The Is It Safe Pod, and then working on some other stuff here. Uh yeah, I'm actually really excited for licorice pizza. It's coming soon here. We're about a week away, and we get to go see it. I, I really, really, really want to go see it. I'm really excited about this one. I have a really yes. good feeling about it. For the first time in a few years, Paul Thomas Anderson may have crafted something very exciting, accessible, fun, entertaining, heartfelt, all the things he's known for. I'm pretty excited about it. He's so known for being accessible? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have, you, have you seen the master? The reviews have been fucking fantastic. Uh, this might actually get me out of the into the theater for the first time in two years. Wow. Yep. It's been that long. Yeah. It's been longer than that. It's been seven years for me. You haven't been to a movie theater in seven years. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were talking about Paul, <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson movies in particular. That was the last time I went to see his movie in the theater. Gotcha. 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 Inherent trash. Oh. Ugh. Did you walk out? Jesus, I walked out. No, I finished it. I sat through the whole thing. I had the luxury of watching it at uh, at home, so I was able to turn oh, good it for off. You. Turn it off yeah. at home. <laughs> yeah, I was able to turn it off and not feel like I was invested. And I was pirating it, so it was like a double win. But I love PTA so much, but you I know. didn't even really see Phantom Thread until a year after okay. it came out. That's how That's how much I was like, what's going on? Yeah. I, I, maybe I was a little overreactive in that respect, but... The Phantom Thread didn't really move me that much either. It wasn't terrible, but I was just like, what's the point of this story? Why am I watching this? So. Wow. You yeah. have to bring it on the show and remind you about how unbelievably good it is. Well, I should watch it again. Absolutely, I should. That's part of what we do this show, right? <laughs> We've already had this debate. I feel like, uh, you know, yeah, you're outnumbered, have. Eric. <laughs> okay. Speaking of yeah. being outnumbered, what are we doing today? There's other. We're doing <laughs> Just Friends. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> there's also... Uh, Wait, there's another movie in the theater that I really am motivated to see. There's a couple. I'm actually yeah, it's surprised. That it's yeah, time. it's Christmas season, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really into sports movies that much, even though I like sports. Because sports movies are usually just so poorly done. But I'm mildly interested in seeing uh, Zachary Levi as Kurt Warner in the American Underdog story, which comes out on Christmas Day. I just kind of want to see how it's done because some of the human beings that are in that movie that in real life are fascinating characters. And if they portray it right, I don't know if I'll go see in the theater, I guess. That's that's probably an exaggeration, but I'm interested in that one as well. Who the hell is Kurt Warner? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. What? Who the hell is Kurt Warner? I, I don't know who he is either, but I sure like Zachary Levi. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that other than he's a Hall of Fame quarterback who was a bagger at a grocery store, came out of nowhere, wasn't drafted. It's more of it's a rags to riches story. In 1999, he came out of nowhere and he won the Super Bowl bagger. with the Rams, like totally out of nowhere. It was a very yeah, unusual cool. story. So that's why right. they're probably making a movie about it. It's also the guy who has given a lot of audio clips that are fun uh there's one particular i've always really enjoyed <laughs> i would like to share with you now i, if I, I feel just... like yeah i feel like one is coming well <laughs> i mean i could uh I could, it's, it's about bagging groceries yes you know, it's funny because like you talk about like because you start laughing like we should just automatically know but it's like you know like there's stars of dressage there's like the big there's the big like judges and like the dog 
uh, like the dog show world, like you know what I mean. Like, and to right. me, like the people you're talking about, it's as foreign as that. You might as well be talking about sumo wrestlers. That's what. Hey, that's that's actually a point I'm going to bring up in our quarantine viewing pick section. Actually, about a movie I watched. So it's oh, interesting okay. that you bring that up, or it's coincidental at the very least. But notable, very notable. Uh, this is the clip uh, that I would. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, ah. I mean, I, just, I say I, that because of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kurt Warner. He's a big Chrysler too, so we, that's important. That's also probably why America likes him. So, oh, okay. And he was from Iowa. Chrysler. Iowa, Christ, uh, you know, reasonable human being, I guess. Nice guy. That's how it works. So, anyways, I'm not that excited about that one. In fact, I kind of feel like I overhyped it now. Um, Doesn't sound like <laughs> the stuff of Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I was thinking of something else. Is there another movie? Anybody else? I mean, Christmas movie season big. Is there anything that you guys are excited to go see besides Licorice Pizza? Um, you know, I'm kind of blanking off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I me know too. That, I know that there's that uh, Meryl Streep, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, comic. Oh, yeah, on Netflix. Here. But that's coming Netflix to Netflix. One? Yeah, yeah. so I don't need to go to the movies for that because it's coming to Netflix. But I'm looking forward like, to that one. Don't look up. Up in the air? Up, yeah, don't, don't look, look up. up. Okay. Uh, that looks pretty good. Uh, yes. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I would have like looked over, you know, what's coming out. But um, yeah, there's some stuff coming down the pike. That that uh, Denzel Washington take on is it Ham? No, is it Macbeth? Right. Tragedy, that, tragedy of Macbeth, a Nightmare Alley. I, I might get out there oh, too fuck, if I yeah. can. Yeah. That I one. said that to Leanne. She she said that sounds like the worst movie in the history of the world because she doesn't like scary movies. I'm like, no, it doesn't mean it's scary. It's just Nightmare Alley. It's got a lot of great actors. It could be scary, though. It is Guillermo del Toro. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah, for yeah. it. It's a, it's a, you know, I don't know. I, that's, I love that. Thank uh, you, Jesus. Thank you, Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the, wait. Is So is the new Spider-Man limited release tonight, or is it out? Oh, it's out. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> That's why we're having a late oh, episode. Okay. I, was, wow. I was watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I got a ticket. Oh, and, uh, oh, and, uh, that is fucking ticket. hilarious. <laughs> you sly <laughs> dog. I'm a sly dog. I've missed uh, you know some, a few Marvel features. And uh, you guys said, I didn't, I didn't tell you what I was doing. It was like, are you down for a late start? And you said, sure. And I'm like, great. And I'm, and I'm going. Yeah. And I went. Wow. You did. I did. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Intriguing. Very intriguing. All right. Um, are you, are you feel good about it? Can you say that at all? Or? Well, should I just get into my uh, my quarantine viewing picks, I guess, and start with that? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect segue, actually, yeah. So, um, you know, I watched I watched Far From Home to, to ramp up for it, because I've seen that, of course, but that that, held, that holds up pretty good, and this is a, this is a pretty uh, capable sequel. I, I got emotional during it. I liked it. I, I have positive feelings about it. I was underwhelmed in some ways, other, you know, in other ways, but overall, I thought it was pretty fucking great and the culmination of a lot of i mean it felt like avengers in some ways it felt like a lot of things coming together um and i and and no spoilers but as someone who studiously avoids previews and hates previews like i didn't see a single Mm -hmm. fucking preview for this movie and the first um post-credit scene by all means stick around for if you hate trailers like i do the 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 after after credit scene is just a trailer for uh dr strange too so i was kind of annoyed at that <laughs> i got up and stormed the fuck out like what is this you just show me all the shit i don't want to see yeah I, they, hadn't, they, hadn't, they hadn't pulled a fucking maneuver like that in years like it's been like since like thor 2 since they pulled some shit like that wow. um, yeah i wasn't yeah. thrilled with that but i was pretty thrilled with the movie i i i i, I imagine a world where like even you know because it was all spoiled for me even though i hadn't seen any of the previews but 
Um, oh. I, I mean, well, the Eric Branchum. I mean, no, it's just, I mean, like, I just, I live in America. I go on Twitter. Like I knew, I knew a lot of what was coming. A lot of the actors that were in the movie and like, it should have been a movie that had the audience cheering every time somebody showed up Instead, it was like me and the dude next to me. And that was it. Like the audience was very quiet, very, like quietest opening night. I mean, I've been to a lot of opening nights for Thursday night Marvel movies. And this is the quiet one, the quietest one I've ever seen. I don't, I don't think people disliked it. They were just quiet. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to follow your lead, Mike, and not plug my other podcast much, but I did start another podcast with a friend of the show, Chad Gibbons, who's been on here. Uh, so by all means, check out the best film podcast with Chad and Travis, which is not to say we are the best film podcast with us. The best film podcast with you're the best Chad. of all time. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. We're just the best film oh, podcast okay. that features Chad and Travis. And also we talk about what we think are the best movies of every year. And we thought and we thought the title was funny. Uh, so for that, I watched Pig because I'm ready to say, even though I haven't seen it, we we're talking all the movies coming out for 2021. I have a hard time thinking I'm going to like any movie more than I like Pig uh, from this year. So I, I did my first episode or like we, we go back and forth, but he and I. But uh, so check. And if you are looking at us out uh, or checking us up, like I can't speak all of a sudden, but type the whole thing because you just check type in the best film podcast you're, you're gonna find a bunch of shit that ain't us and that'll probably be the case for a long long time but man pig is it was my second viewing and my god this is i'm ready to call it a masterpiece this is the, i think it's the film of my favorite actor's career i mean it's just it's fucking it's so incredible i love it so much um i completely agree i watched it remember i finally watched it the first yeah. time and then i watched it again because i was so moved by it and it's definitely one of the best movies of the year, without a doubt. I liked it even more the second time. I was even more moved so the second I. time, which is rare for me. You know, it's interesting you were too. Yeah, so that's fucking. I loved it. Uh, I I took a hand at a few Christmas movies and didn't have a ton of luck. Um, you know, I re revisited four Christmases, which was fine. Um, I checked out 2014. Uh, was it Joel Swanson's Happy Christmas? Uh, the most Christmassy thing about this movie is its wait, wait, title. Wait. Happy, happy Christmas. friggin' ha Christmas? No, no, no. Just Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Okay. Yeah. It's literally the most Christmassy thing is the title. I mean, like, there's a stocking in the background of one scene. Eventually, the Christmas actually comes, and I'm like, oh, right. Um, and had it not been that, I would have probably appreciated it for the mumblecore that it is. But I was like, <laughs> I'm ready for a Christmas movie. I sit down, and I'm like, what is this? I ordered French toast, and you've, and you've given me you know broccoli soup so um <laughs> and, a, and a kendrick serving you broccoli soup and you can't go wrong there yeah i mean i i i, I like I, I like the movie i just was kind of like what the fuck but on the other hand it, it would beat the shit out of the next christmas christmas movie i watched they at least had some christmas songs in it but someone thought let's take let's take um uh, michael shannon okay and christmas and Bigfoot and put oh them all together into a Christmas movie. Oh, and furries, you know, like the sexual, what yes. have you, and, yes. and, and bring them all in together into a Christmas movie. Isn't that a good idea? No. <laughs> Great idea. I love it. it. It wasn't. It's called Pottersville from 2017. I'm going to, I'm going to recommend that despite some surprisingly good cinematography, like it just looked good. Um, it was in, you know, in the cast, it was not worth checking out. Did you see it? Eric? <laughs> no, I had a hard pass. Uh, I, you know, it's a Christmas movie with Michael Shannon. I, I thought it was worth a shot. Uh, thank you, Jesus. No, thank you, Jesus. Uh, 
<laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm watching a couple movies with my students cause it's like the last week before Christmas break. So everybody's mentally checked out, especially, especially me. So with Bye-bye. my, <laughs> so with my government's class, I'm revisiting, which I'd seen a couple times, but it's been a long time. Uh, 1976's all the president's men, which, uh, the kids, you know, they're 10th graders. They have told me like, we would totally be bored by this where we're not watching it in class. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, but I'm loving it and, uh, it's interesting, like pausing it periodically and, and talking about it and giving these kids like, uh, the background context and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun. Cool. It's fun digging into that world. And like, there's even like one kid who just keeps on being like, Oh my God, journalists are amazing. Like, look at them. They're like smarter than the cops. Look at them. I'm like, yeah, dude, journalists are fucking amazing. Like, you know, maybe <laughs> planting the seed, who knows? Um, and then also I've been wanting to see this movie for a long time, but it's never streaming anywhere because it's such an American classic that they know they know people like me will eventually buckle and uh, either rent it from the library, I guess, or, <laughs> <laughs> or pay the ten bucks from Amazon Prime, which I did. And uh, I'm showing my uh, my students, which I I've actually still got the very end to finish, but it was one part of the movie I've seen before. But like this week, I've been watching with my students The Grapes of Wrath from 1940, which like I'm, never okay, I've never seen it either, dude. I'm like watching I'm it with bored. the students, like trying not to get emotional and shit. Like I'm like, oh man, this is fucking really good. And I'm watching Ooh. it like two. It's interesting watching it. I'm watching it two hours in a row. I'm watching it first hour, second hour. So I'm like, you know, so I'm like picking up stuff the second viewing that I didn't see the first time. It's weird to watch a movie in chunks that you've never seen before in like two, like a, like a block. You know what I mean? Like repeating that same block twice because I'm, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to watch the last fifteen <laughs> twice. Damn. <laughs> But it's really good. It's really, 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 really good. Is it worth renting it from the library where every movie from the library smells like armpits and onions? Where everything is yellowed. Um, yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it's worn and yellowed, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, my God! That was none of us, for the record, if you're listening. <laughs> that, 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 was, was that was this guy. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, no, it oh, was boy. fucking great. Grapes of Wrath. What can I say? It's a great I gotta draft. watch it. I guess right. I never read the book. Right? I mean, I did the Cliff Notes. I'm sure back in the day. So. Same. I mean, I, I I just I just knew it was a classic. Never read the book. Nothing. Dust Bowl. Yada yeah. yada yada. <laughs> uh, turns out there's a reason why they didn't make any other Dust Bowl movies. The same reason they haven't made a bunch of Titanic movies. Well, actually, they started making like t- other Titanic movies. But you know what I mean. There's one Titanic movie. There's one Dust Bowl movie. This yeah. is it. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that all, sir? After you slam the water, that is what I watched. Your closing <laughs> statement. Well done, sir. Beautiful. That's what Travis watched, and those are some of the offerings. Let's see what Eric Brasham as he takes a sip of red wine. Red, red wine. Is UB forty? That is UB forty. That was definitely UB40. the UB forty version, or is, oh, is yeah, that original yeah. by them? Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Oh, Neil Diamond. Yeah, but that. Uh, I mean, it brings to mind oh. UB forty, man. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes maybe they should have just stayed true to themselves, you know? Besides, you don't have to show off for Jamie. Just just be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. An important message for all of us from be Julie Haggerty. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Haggerty-isms. Yeah, go ahead. Haggerty-isms. I like that. You know what? I forgot to uh, mention it on the show, although I did post about it. Uh, Old Henry, man, if you like Westerns, it's fucking fantastic from 2021. Oh, uh, uh, it's called Old Henry. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson gets a leading role in, in this dra- dramatic western. It's 
it's fucking superb. Uh, we got Steven Dorff doing excellent work as like the bad guy. Uh, I love the film. Uh, brutal, meditative, brilliantly scripted. Remind me of like early Coen's, like Blood Simple. A little bit of no cunch, but like very uh, purposeful. <laughs> no cunch. No cunch. <laughs> Is that what we're doing now? All right. Yeah. Oh, no, I like no it. Cunch. I like it too. <laughs> Yeah, no conch, a blood symbol. If you like those, check out Old Henry. It's fucking fantastic. Gotta make sure you enunciate the ch in that one. Though. Yeah, no you really do. No conch. It's important part of it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I went back and watched The Rocketeer. Like, I remember seeing oh, this. Shit. Like... I still haven't seen this either. <laughs> you were supposed to watch it. I know. Oh, shit. I, I said it like 10 times when we did the DV Sweeney. Uh, I kept mixing it up with fucking fire in the sky. <laughs> Yeah, I take a pass. Like, I remember seeing this in the theater, like, when it came out. I remember being so bored in the theater, and then I like, watch it on Disney Plus, and I'm bored out of my mind. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who was the audience for this movie? Because, like, the Rocketeer himself is just a really, like, dull character. It's like before, like, we were able to make Marvel movies, we had to, like, deal with, like, comics <laughs> from the 20s, like, The Phantom and The Shadow. And they're like, I don't know, Rocketeer, this design looks kind of cool. The movie's boring. I don't get who the audience is. Like, kids were bored. Audience didn't give a shit. So, And this guy got the role. This He ended up being just that guy, yeah. though. Yeah. Billy it's Campbell. Like, we don't... Billy Campbell from, like, Days of Our Lives. So boring. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Travis, so this bland. is directed by our old pal. Did you know this? What, Paul Schaefer? <laughs> oh, Joe Johnston. Spielberg Light. Remember we talked about, me and Travis talked about Joe Johnston in depth once at his apartment. Uh, yeah. When we watched the original Avenger, Captain America, because he yeah. had done that and it was so bad at the time. Although it's kind of grown on me over the years, but at the time it was terrible. And I'm like, why does Joe Johnson get these opportunities? He's not very good. Usually, oh, yeah. 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 Well, I don't get he's it. A, he's, I, I, the film was kind of nicely made and I like Joe John. I like honey. That's what he does, made. though. That's but what they're he just like does. they're just so generic. Like, yeah, yes. like, so that's generic. why we don't like Joe Johnson. That's it. Like it's it's adequate. He's a filmmaker. He knows yeah, how to do the yeah. job. But there's just nothing there yeah. unique. There's nothing yeah. special. Yeah. Clock okay. puncher. But he did design Boba Fett back in the <laughs> early eighties. <laughs> yeah, he designed. He, he was a designer at ILM. Um, finally, got around to seeing the Night House. Well, then, I've, been, I've been waiting on this because yeah. I like Rebecca Hall and I love like slow burn horror thrillers. Whew. I was fucking let down, man. I can dig slow burn, but like when it's like really obvious, but it's also laborious. <laughs> laborious. It was just a slog fest with, with nothing new. The la, la, laborious. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, hated it. Yeah, I can't recommend it. Close for the storm is, is this documentary that takes a look at uh, how Hurricane Katrina impacted uh six flags new orleans and it closed before the storm and then never opened again um it, it's okay like uh as as a look at how this horrible hurricane impacted businesses but like in the grand scheme of things like the film fucks itself like 20 minutes in after they're done talking about like how it opened and it was fun and people were excited then they get into like katrina for like a half hour by the time they try to circle back and, and act like we would give a shit about this dumb amusement park after like thousands of people are out of their homes or yeah, dead. exactly. Like, who gives a fuck about this roller coaster? Let it sink. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's one of like eight of these things of these these amusement parks. Like they're doing fine. Why would they like <laughs> I don't that know? Doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, if you're into like urban uh, what do they call that? Urban 
urban spelunking uh, or urban exploring or something or urban exploring urban exploring you might be kind of interested but it was very distasteful how they were trying to make this seem just as you know um simpatico with this tragedy uh not very good uh, i was surprised netflix uh surprised me you know how they churn out these tv looking movies that are just blah the unforgivable the sandra bullock uh, thriller that just hit Sandra yeah. Bullock, D'Onofrio, Viola Davis, John Bernthal. Yes, John Bernthal again. Uh, yeah. Fucking fantastic. Um, Sandra Bullock was Oscar worthy. Uh, I, I love the movie. She she plays this uh, woman who goes to prison because of this traumatic event that she had a hand in and she's released and she sets out to find her uh, younger sister who's since been lost in the adoptive system, the foster care system. Really powerful character study that I highly recommend, and I've been tough on Netflix, so I'm going to let loose a little bit on them because this was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I meant to mention last week when I watched Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog that that also did not look like a Netflix movie. They're capable yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of doing it right. Yeah. Um, last but not least, man, like uh, I, I let my obsession with 70s disaster films kind of taper off last year. After the Poseidon Adventure and the Towering Inferno, both that I love, but I'm back with uh, Airport 77. Like in the 70s, they made like three Ugh. movies called Airport and then just changed the year. Um, loved it. Loved Airport 77. We got a massive cast. Jimmy Stewart, Jack Lemon, Christopher oh. Lee. They're all like trapped in this airplane that's been like blown up by uh, terrorists. And it's it's just a lot of fun. Like, how are they going to get out of this situation? The star power is out of control. It's like these very like macho seventies men, but like not in a yucky way. It's just like really good, strong actors doing their thing. Loved it, man. A lot of fun on Tubi. Didn't know I had not wait to of... watch 70 and 75 later on. That's awesome. Yeah. Didn't know I had that kind of cast. Incredible, man. Lee Grant, Livia de Havilland, Darren McGavin. Awesome. Matt Wilson says the unforgivable was awesome. Solid film. Hmm. How about you, Mike? Oh, me. Uh, Your turn. Let's see here. I <laughs> I watched. I did it. I finally did it, Eric. Oh boy! If you could read my mind, dude. No. <laughs> it's been like a year of him plugging wow. this, dude. Were you finally? Emotional? He finally. I finally was able to find it, and I haven't. I've been sucking off, and I hate this. I really don't like this at all. An Amazon Prime. It's free, though. I'm canceling, and I'm not paying a dime. So fuck you, Bezos. And uh, I took advantage of it. I watched, yeah. if you could read my mind, the Gordon Grab Lightfoot documentary. Beautiful, wonderful documentary. It's very Canadian because he is Canadian, and it's yeah. funded by Canadian people. So yeah. if you don't like that, you might not like it. But I think what's funny is Alec Baldwin shows up in this. And he's really? like talking about Gordon Lightfoot like they're best friends. It's just a very strange time for him after what happened recently. And he's like talking about Gordon Lightfoot in this way. It's just weird. Um, that was the only thing that like threw me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, but the guy is a complicated dude. Really, really hard worker. That's what I got from it the most. Like just the songwriting didn't just come. It wasn't just some natural, like he grinded his ass yeah. off on this songwriting and this guitar work too. a really, really good guitarist and very, very meticulous about how he kept his guitars in different tunings. I didn't know that. So I found that interesting. It's like interesting stuff about him as a musician. And then of course, you know, being a scumbag and all that shit too, and being a massive alcoholic. And in fact, 
you see the pictures of him and the video of him, and he just looks so fucking different. He's just like, boom! Life hit him really hard, and he's a Skeletor now, man. I hate to yeah. say it, but... He looks like that old dude in Poltergeist 2, the other side. Yeah, uh, dude. Haunting yes. Caroline. Uh, Julia, <laughs> Julian, oh, Julian Beck. Julian Beck. <laughs> yeah. It's frightening. It's a bit frightening. I, I feel bad, but hey, that's the price you pay, I guess. So It's been a good life, he said. He said he wouldn't really change much, except maybe some of the drinking, of course. So I did it. You're right. It was very good. I love Gord. I'll always like Thank Gordon you. Lightfoot. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, underrated Gordon Lightfoot song of the day, Black Day in July, about the Detroit uprising in the 60s. Really, really well done. It's a very up-tempo song, too. It's not slow. Yeah. Strongly recommend that one. Black Day in July. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> I discovered it a couple years ago, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is a great song. Hmm. All right, and uh, this movie really surprised me. I always ignored it because of the title, but I like the people involved. Jeff, who lives at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. What a surprising film this was to yeah. me. I didn't first off, I didn't know it was a Duplass Brothers effort. I found that out when I started it, when I read about it. But then it, the way this film goes and what it's about, it very uh, <laughs> uh it, it's it's a fascinating <laughs> look at people caught up in their own shit and then life kind of hits you in the face. I don't I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was a, a lovely film. I did. Yeah, I, I like. I think it's an underrated movie. I think. I think like sitting down to watch that and like our idiot brother back to back would be like a really good companion piece. <laughs> That's so Dude. funny. That's exactly what I think of too. Of course, so, of course. They came out similar times. The time. Yeah. I actually feel like they mismarketed Jeff who lives at home as kind of like a a doofusy right, comedy exactly. possibly because it has Ed Helms in it too and he's so right. big from the hangover at the time mm -hmm. that's that's a misconception it's more than that much more than that Susan Sarandon's involved and you never even know that until like you start watching the movie she's very much a part of it in a very touching kind of odd but beautiful storyline um go back and watch the the puffy chair the one that got the Duplass brothers on the map also fantastic it's like zero dollar budget and it just caused this huge stir mumblecore but it, it's fucking fantastic mumblecore mumblecore judy <laughs> greer's been in every movie for 10 fucking years straight at least 10 years if it's an indie movie judy greer's in it if it's, uh, if it's a movie if it's a movie, it's a movie, movie yes yep. yeah that's we're, probably we're hitting true. all the big we're hitting all the big fucking society 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 we're hitting all the <laughs> big ones today yep <laughs> yeah well it's just uh, naturally occurring i suppose uh all right so i knocked that out i'm proud of myself thank you michael i watched the christmas movie and it's called not just friends we'll get to that so i oh, will wait on that uh wow. so i call <sighs> they call this one i didn't call it i didn't write it called all is bright with paul giamatti and paul rudd has anybody seen this yeah i've seen it i was not aware of this film at all and uh, very speaking of low budget i mean there's just <laughs> like two guys oh, wow. in a movie really with some christmas trees mixed in yeah, two guys <laughs> on the side of the road most of, most of the movie takes oh, place man. just it's got the cheapest shooting conditions ever where do they <laughs> is that really in new york do you think they really found that spot because it's a fascinating spot yeah, yeah, I would think. I would guess. I mean, it's not in like Manhattan, but it's right. uh, it's in New York City somewhere know. around the air. So, anyways, it's all, a, it's all just in a lot, basically. I don't. I'm yeah, so that's it. I remember there was competing 
Christmas decorations movies going with all his bright and then deck the halls with Broderick and Danny DeVito. Like what it was. Oh, I think that's a much different film than this one. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All this, all this bright has nothing to do with decor. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, like it's about Christmas tree salesmen. Like that's what it's about. Oh, well, that good, uh, it's really so about it's thieves. It's about thievery. Yeah. <laughs> it's about lot, Cosman, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, Paul Rudd uh, trying to really fire up his, his, French Canadian accent in this movie, so yeah, not bad, not yeah. bad. Sure. I watched the Intervention. This is a movie about you know it's what again like mumblecore stuff here. This is I guess I was on a mumblecore run there. I guess I went down a wormhole and it's about a bunch of couples that try to bring a couple out to a weekend excursion to get them to be divorced because they can't take standing <laughs> around them. They can't be around them anymore. Uh, Colby Smulders is in this. She plays one of the, the female side of the couple that they want to break apart. I don't know uh -huh. who the dude was. Um, it's not bad. It was it was mildly entertaining. Um, uh, I would recommend it, though. I definitely check it out. So, doable. Uh, I remember this movie came out, and I was like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? It seems so <laughs> weird. It was an amalgamation of a lot of people. And, like, everybody's in this movie, but I never saw it. The Big Year. Steve Martin. Jack Black. Owen Wilson oh, and yes. like so many other people are in this movie. This came out in 2011 and I never saw it, but I watched it now. And it's basically about birders, people who try to watch the most birds in a year. Oh <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, I enjoyed it. It was good, man. I, it's it's I like really rated like it. G. It's like, yeah, very yeah. There's no, friendly. <laughs> it's, it's not trying to be, it's just no swearing really. It's just, it's just an adventure. It's got uh, Rashida Jones in it, too, and uh, Rosamund Pike, and so many people. Anthony Anderson. It's just filled with people that just pop in. I think Corbin Burson is actually in this. He plays, like, one scene as a helicopter pilot. Right. That's it. There it was. Corbin Burson. He's gone. Uh, it's a fast-moving movie about a bunch of different birds. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. It, it's not cheesy or anything. It's, it might be a little bit to some, but I would I would recommend The Big Year if you never saw it, especially during the holidays. It's a decent kind of, hey, let's hang out with the family movie. <laughs> all right all right yeah, yeah kind of sweet uh <laughs> i watched dickie roberts former childhood star fucking terrible of course so just yeah it wasn't one of the good it. ones come on now david spade can you know joe dirt has been enjoyable over the years at times we've covered that in a previous episode if you want to go back and check that one out yeah. we found out it didn't really hold up <laughs> of course uh, that's what i was thinking I'm like well i thought we uh, no, not very good uh, <laughs> uh you know screech is dead so screech is in this movie a bit so if yeah. you want to see screech for a second that's all i got movie sucks otherwise though uh i watched la Bamba again because i'm just a more i just can't oh, help myself God, so. yes again, yeah. again okay. incredible uh, so we really yeah, are just, this is just the golden greats episode of yep. all our hits I Rosie, open the door <laughs> That's for you, man. Here, let me see my goddamn kid. All right, uh, <laughs> Ladybugs, a 1992 wow. movie, Rodney Dangerfield Ladybugs. and Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Yep. I used to watch the shit out of this movie, and I had not yep. seen this in 30 years. I'm not going to bring when, it to the table for this yeah. show, but I wanted to recommend it. Go back and check it out if you'd like to see a movie that is very bizarre, very, very bizarre. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield's yeah. constant manic, anxious energy. I never, I never would believe that Rodney Dangerfield was a comfortable man. He just seems so like filled with anxiety his entire <laughs> life. Even that wasn't a stick to me. I just, I really believe that's who he was. I think he actually was a really com comfortable man. You know, there's like really? numerous stories about him greeting people and meeting people naked. 
just with his, his out. Yeah, yeah, with his dog, oh. just just let it all hang out. Like just like first time meeting you, here's my dick. Like I think he's I think he's a pretty comfortable man. I didn't mean okay. Jonathan Brandis on this set, you know, with Rodney Dangerfield every day. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's it he dresses up as a girl on the girls' soccer team. That's Jonathan Brandis. And then when he has to explain it after everything goes south, that's when the real hijink starts. So that's all stupid as hell, of course. But uh, it was cool to go back and see that movie because I used to watch it on HBO every day for like a year straight there in 1993, I believe. And, uh, okay, so the point I wanted to get to then, uh, a Merry Friggin' Christmas with, uh, what's his name, Joel McHale and Robin Williams, one of Robin Williams' last movies. Yeah, I've seen that. Eh, Wasn't bad. I'd recommend it. Uh, Yeah. It's not as vulgar as the title sounds. It's just about families that don't get along, which is very common. That's what family is half the time. Trying to figure it out and work through it. And uh, the Legend of Bagger Vance. I never saw this. This is a sports movie. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh by... God, help us! Oh whoa, whoa! Am I in trouble? I mean, what'd you think? <sighs> I thought it was all right. Oh, it's kind of legendarily it... not great. I mean, I, I, I oh really? Seen, I haven't seen it since it came out, and when it came out, I was pretty young, but I I didn't care for it. Um, I mean, you know, it's about an eighty-year-old golf story, so <laughs> it's not the most exciting premise. Uh, I can right. see that. Robert Redford directed it. So that gives it credit, but I thought it was okay. I thought it wasn't terrible. I thought it was somewhat intriguing. Uh, Will Smith is a happy-go-lucky caddy. Uh, the, the thing that was weird about, though, and maybe they were trying to avoid this on purpose, but I don't know why that would ever happen. Not a hint of racism. And this movie set in Savannah, Georgia, in a period of time where he's a black man in golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, Augusta just yes. lifted some of their racist... Mm-hmm. Uh, membership rates or membership rules like 10, 15 years ago. Correct. This is your, now you're getting to the heart of the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. I, I was in my own mind. I didn't have anybody to talk about it with, but it, it crossed my mind many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. I think it crossed everyone's mind uh, many times to watch the movie. It's kind of like, oh, this is, was this an alternate reality? Like, what's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe I'm confused. I thought like, isn't Will Smith like a ghost? Isn't this like the the magical Negro quote See, unquote uh, like 101? Oh, uh, okay. That, yeah. there's been that that phrase has been tossed around a lot with this movie. But again, I haven't seen it since since it was new. I, I I shouldn't sit here and talk like I know it. It has a there's a good concept there about you know trying to overcome PTSD and war and stuff and art you know destroying ourselves self sabotage so I get that part of it but what I just said obviously that you backed up is you can't just ignore that uh, that's not really especially if it's supposed to be based on a true story with real golf legends like Bobby Jones who really was one of the greatest golfers of all time you start to get in some situations there where it's like well, what's going on here uh, we're about okay. to talk about we're about to talk about a really fucking white movie though. Yeah, we are. Oh, sure we are. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to talk about Just Friends in a moment here. Uh, last movie I wanted to get to the point you meant earlier. We talked about Kurt Warner. Blue Chips, 1994 Nick Nolte movie about college basketball. Wow. Nick Nolte plays a head coach who's struggling, and he needs to do something extra to make yeah. his team better because people are starting to exert pressure on him. And this movie is directed by Billy Freakin. I had yeah, no idea. Right. Yep, Billy Freakin. Like, well, Blue Chips. That was this a bill. Yep. Yeah, I was like, I was really surprised because I remember this just being like a sports movie from the mid '90s. But I was like, "Well, William Friedkin directed this, and it is a very serious movie with Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway, yeah. NBA right. star." <laughs> yes, yeah, Shaq's is acting. Uh, actually, in this one, he's not trying to be Shaq Fu or Kazam or anything like Shazam. Is Steel? that Kazam? Kazam? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's Shazam. not trying to be any of that stuff. He's actually Dang. just trying to be a 
See, he knew how to play a college basketball recruit because he literally was one. So it wasn't really a stretch for him there. All he had to do does, was dunk the basketball a lot. Does Nick so. Nolte yell at any point in it? <laughs> so funny that you say that. This is, this is the pinnacle of Nick Nolte screaming. It's the Hall of Fame. Oh God, yeah. It'll never get better than this. If anything, just for that, I would recommend watching this movie. But more than anything else, JT Walsh is in this. And anytime you get JT Walsh in a movie, I'm ready to go. I'm down. And he plays the scumbag, quote unquote, like a uh, booster guy who's funneling <laughs> money that he's not supposed to be doing to players. Right. But what's actually funny now is 25 years later, he looks like the good guy. He's portrayed as the villain in this movie. But now it's like, yeah, you guys are really screwing over college athletes. They don't get anything. And this guy was right. It's, it's kind of strange uh, flipping a reversal of roles now that the movie is aged in a way which we always talk about okay. on this show. So I found that to be yeah. really fascinating. So I would strongly cool. recommend Blue Chips if you never saw that. Go check it out. There's more there than you might uh, think is going on. So. Cool. All right. Okay. I'm done. Sorry. I watched a lot of movies. Apologize for that. It happens. <laughs> Anyways, it's the Cinema Nine Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Five-star review is a great way to give us a wonderful gift for the holiday season, no matter what your flavor of religion or spiritual journey is. We're all here to support each other and share and give back. And we try to do a show every week to give to you guys. And if you could find it in your hearts to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, I feel like that's, that's a reasonable uh, social contract. What do you guys think? <laughs> if you want to help the show out, you know, in any way, you don't, have, you don't, even, don't even have to leave a review. Just click that five-star. Wow. That's true. Yeah. You don't. Amazing. Spotify announced today that, that they're introducing a rating system finally oh, for their what? podcast That's as well. Yes, finally. Are you shit? Really? I shit you not. Their Twitter announced it Fantastic. today. Um, ah! So, so please, please, please rank us on Spotify. Extra. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. This is very wow. I'm, this yeah, is huge news, news to me. Changer. Yeah, it's big news. Holy Hard shit! <laughs> uh, it's been a busy day. I don't know. Life happens. Life uh, finds yeah, a way. I'm you know? Not really that surprised. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great news. I'm thrilled. Yay, Spotify. Thank you. Okay, good. Yeah. Competition is healthy. Yes. Amazon, not competition. All right, let's get into it. The main event. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oligopoly. There it oh, is. Man. Oh, fuck. Yep. Here we go. It's okay. A beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. It's written for the movie Just Friends. I mean, if you don't like, like you don't have sleeves. a heart. It does. Sounds sound. like uh, yeah. the green sleeves. It sounds a bit like green sleeves. Yeah, I, could, I see that. I see Takes that. me miles. Hey, when Jamie smiles, man, it's just. From where I like don't hold speech. It's like the don't speak chord progression. It's all plagiarism. <laughs> it does. That's good. That's good. Wow, they might have ripped off a lot of shit in this movie. Anyways, Just Friends, 2005 movie starring Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart. As the main two cogs, Anna Ferris in a hilarious role as a mm. a pop star like Britney Spears or something, I guess it's fair to say. Oh, miss, miss, what, 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 Chris? What do you want? I just want to apologize. I'm sorry. I was out of line. Okay. You're an asshole. Oh my! I was so and just so sensitive. You blow it. I'm winning. You're the devil. So go ahead, just go sleep it off. You'll be right as rain in the morning, brother. Chris, you're drunk. Go home. I'm not drunk. What's this? Ooh. Simply dusty. Is there any other kind? That's adorable. Do you know what else is adorable? You two. Hey, stop bringing Dusty into your problems, okay? Dusty and I are fine. Dusty and I are friends. Right. Not for too long, I hope. 
Yeah. Wait, what? Slow down. What did you just say? Jamie, listen, I've been meaning to talk to you. I... About our relationship. Maybe we could take the next step or something. Dusty, can I be honest with you? I think you're a really nice guy. Thank you. I think you're funny and charming and sweet, and I just don't have those feelings for you. You kidding? Because I wrote you that song and everything, you know, and I worked really hard on it. And what kind of girl would you be if you didn't put out for the guy that wrote you that song? You know what I mean? After this, I'm mobile. This movie's supposedly set in New Jersey. Uh, mostly filmed in Canada, though, actually. <laughs> That's why the cold weather actually makes sense, because it's freezing. And it's supposed to make it seem like, oh, it's the East Coast. Uh, there was a cold spell or something. So not that you care about that. But, Travis Roy, have you ever seen this movie before? Do you recall this film? I, I have seen this before, and I do recall the film, because I, I, I like Ryan Reynolds, I would say, you know, quite a bit, as most people do these days. There was a long spell of my life where I strongly, strongly disliked him. And if you know me, you know I there's not a lot of actors where I'm like, ugh, I don't like them. But, like, um, I remember I really, well. I yeah, remember I really, well. That's how long we've been friends. I remember... <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate him for a long time and i refuse to watch this movie I, you know a big plastic fucking fat face uh <laughs> I, I just i refused and uh but I, I think it was sometime when we were living with each other one of the times we lived together you and i mike um that you convinced me to watch it and i and and i did and i laughed and i liked it i don't remember exactly the the circumstances but i watched it a couple times since then and um, had not watched it for a long time, though. I mean, it had been, it'd been quite a few years until last night. So, but yes, I very much have feelings of you tied up in this. But also, like, you know, um, this is one of the movies that did help bring me out of my Reynolds hating shell. So that worked out well, then. That's great. Yeah. 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 You were very, I remember the strong, when you take a stance sometimes, it was strong back then for sure. So that was one of those stances. I, I don't know why. I just remember that very clearly. Uh, Matt Wilson says, you guys are doing a great job and are hilarious as always. I hated this movie. Happy holidays. Okay. Well, Happy holidays, Matt. Happy holidays, Thank you so buddy. much. Uh, season's greetings to you. Uh, Eric Branchard. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, and Chris Klein's in this movie. Who you yeah. know, we got Chris Klein. We'll talk more about Chris Klein, but uh, sure. this is the second movie, at least, that Chris Klein has been starring in, and uh, I think he's actually a pretty decent comedic actor. But we can talk more about that later. Eric Bradsham, what about you? Lord knows, I hate Ryan Reynolds, with this very small exception of Mississippi Grind, and that is it. That's the only leeway I give him. I can't stand him even to this very day. So in 2005, we got a Ryan Reynolds movie. Plus, it's about like. Literally, it's about like um, like my history and all my romantic relationships, the friend zone. So it was like not for me at all. We got Ryan Reynolds, and it's, a, it's about a dude in the friend zone. So I clearly didn't see it in theaters. Uh, it's my first viewing last night. I got a lot to say. Uh-oh. So Good things. Are you saying... <laughs> I'm not just going to trash Ryan. Look, Ryan Reynolds to me, Ryan Reynolds is... He's the poor man's Jason Lee. He's Jason Lee with abs. That's all he's ever been to me. Period. Oh, wow, that's an interesting comp. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa! Don't, don't do that. Okay, don't do lunch. That's... Why? That's like the express lane to the friend zone. Yeah, I think that's zone. a unique position uh, to take. I, I, what is it about Jason Lee and him that you find so comparable? 
the the same like uh they got the same Snark. deal going on like the snarky confidence like that's it they kind of look alike it's snarky smarmy I can, now that you rickish the, confidence good looking i mean they're two white guys like, yeah. like well, some of the, i could kind of see like can i like some, some of the delivery of some of their comedy i think expectations the same but yeah like, i could kind of get it now that you say it no i never thought about it before but some some of the yeah. way some of the delivery but when you come out when you come out of the gate with van wilder which is like which I will forever hate character. It's in terrible. We all know that. Everyone it's, knows it, it. It's it's all up. It can be all uphill from there. But he just he's still climbing for me. Well, the first thing I ever saw him in was The Alarmist, which really wasn't bad. Stanley Tucci comedy from like 1998 or so. Oh, um, and he was pretty funny in that. And but and then yeah, and then fucking. The, the 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 piece Van of Bozo. yeah Van Bozo came out um but you know I mean these days come on man like I mean Deadpool of course um I don't know I, th- I think I mean I think he phoned some stuff in but I, I think he's uh I think he's fun but anyways Mike do you remember the first time you saw this movie I certainly do Travis it was at the uh I believe it was at the Henry house the second version year two in Ann Arbor Michigan and me and Chris Deary watched this movie together many times in fact if Chris is watching now, yes, he knows when Jamie smiles, I can get him to sing. He used to sing it right away as soon as I brought it up, and it was pretty funny because he doesn't <laughs> sing much, but he thought the song was funny, and he thought the movie was funny. So we uh, we also bonded over that. That probably helped our friendship grow because we right. didn't really know each other then at the time. We lived together, but we're still getting to know each other. So I'm glad for that, Chris. Just Friends will always be a special part of our experience. And, you know, Waiting had come out the year of this movie as well. So it was a comedy year for him. I thought waiting was just hilarious to somebody who worked in restaurants, just like the one that is created and uh, examined in waiting, you know, like a Bennigan's and friggin' <laughs> chilies. It's just, it's just so perfect. Uh, even though he is just way over the top in waiting too. And I could see why people would be turned off by him because he would, it just, this stuff right now, his Oh five version, this Oh five version of Ryan Reynolds is very yeah, super duper sarcastic and quick witted. He's a sharp guy, and I could see why people would be turned off by it. I, I never loathed him, but in that period of my life too, in my twenties, I probably thought I was like him. Like, oh yeah, he's my kind of guy. I mean, we could probably go. Yeah, you know. I've, I've argued with with my wife Angela many many times. She's like, why don't you like this? Go, what is it about him? Like the closest I can say the thing about it is like for many years. Like funny, like comedians in movies were like dorky looking, like me. And then all of a sudden, out of the gate comes this ripped, hot guy. <laughs> but he's also really funny. So I think it might be a huge insecurity and jealousy. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, it really sounds like that. <laughs> At least I'm admitting it. it we appreciate your honesty. It. It just, we're going to point it out you, if you didn't. You you can't have it all, Ryan. Give us. I mean, come on. But look, look, the man's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Shouldn't there be a reason for that? Shouldn't he be good-looking, yeah. funny, charming, uh, you know, u- unique and a, 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 you know, compelling you to watch? Two. I mean, pick no. Two. I mean, I, I think there's a reason. I think there's a reason why the man's risen to the top of his field. Yeah, and at least there is a reason. And you're right because there's so many people who don't deserve to be there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Aaron wants to mention real quick. Eric, <laughs> you watched oh, God, First yeah. Power. Uh, two the week before yeah. you mentioned it. Strange coincidence for such an unknown film. Great strange movie. power. Hope that you like it, Aaron. That is odd. Uh, by the way, I'm so I'm on the IMDb page here. We're gonna do the score, do the rating. I didn't look it up. I'm always I've gotten really good at 
typing the movie in on IMDb and scrolling up immediately, and I never see it. So I'm really proud of myself. I'm getting really good at that. <laughs> but I also saw this Matrix movie's coming out in a couple days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't seen one commercial or one ad, period. I've seen one ad. I've seen Unreal. one ad. Unbelievable. This is like a real Matrix movie? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's the it's, Matrix 4, and it's coming it out in two days. <laughs> it's the Wachowskis, or at least one yeah, of them. Holy the shit. Is it real? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. It's well, the that's... fucking Matrix. And for some reason, there's very little fanfare. Well, you know what they say. When they're hiding the marketing, it's because they just want to bury the movie, get it out there, and recoup anything. That but they're you also get. putting it out at Christmas, too. They're not bailing from that either. So that is a con. That's yeah, a con. yeah. It's coming out at Christmas. And honestly, there was not a lot of uh, advertising for the first one before it came out. Because I saw it like, right true. when it came out and yeah. knew fuck all about it. it was like, It took it the world by storm. It broke yep. world of word Everybody of was blown away. Yeah. <laughs> It's that fucking club scene, man. That's what killed everybody in part two. The fucking giant yeah, cave. Never, yeah. Never forget. Never, never forget. Never forget. Uh, so what's the score on this one? I didn't look it up. Uh, does anyone else know the score? Because I don't. Uh, 8.3. 8. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's very funny. Very good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm going to say this one's like a 6.4. It's a comedy, but it's dumb, and it's not going to be like legendary, but people do like it. People enough. people do like it. I'll say I'll say 6.1. I'll, I'll say 6.6. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Uh, you were closest, Eric. 6.2. All right. That's not, I mean, that's barely well, okay. I got I mean, the thermometer, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, now with the thermometer, people have feelings about films, and sometimes they put them into percentages. And (laughs) Just Just Friends is no different. Uh, It's very similar to all the other movies we do on this show, and that's a 42% for the critics. Of course, this was lambasted by the critics. critics. (laughs) Not surprised to hear that at all. No, no, no. Big disparity, though. 71% from the the audience. That's a 30% gain, so... Yeah. Okay. It's about right. That's quite a, that's quite a bad imbalance. It is. It's definitely, I wish we, I'm sure we go back and listen to all our previous shows, which all of you can do anytime on your favorite podcast platform or on our YouTube channel, which we love to get a subscription from you for. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, we do talk about each one on the record so that we do have a technical existing record of all the gaps for each movie we've done in Rotten Tomatoes. As far as the reviews for this film, uh, you know, some people were pissed. Some people were happy. <laughs> um, Stephen Holden of the New York Times. Now, you expect okay. the New York Times to rip this. Oh, yeah. uh, Just Friends hangs its crude, clobbering sense of humor on a dubious theory. It's not a question mark, just period, but dubious theory. Um, I, I What's the theory that, that of that about being friend zoned, I guess? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. that I guess that. That like you track. could. That you can't, that you, I mean, I want to go with the theory is though. I mean, like, can't hook up. The, yeah, yeah. The thing, I, I, don't, I don't know. Richard Honor. Roper said, just friends is just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just stupid. <laughs> okay. Well, shows he's got a sense of humor, at least. I'll give him yeah. that. He does. Uh, Dessen uh, should have been active for this yeah, one, right? Maybe Goody Coons, too. Where's Dessen and Goody Coons? Let's get him out here. Oh. Trot him out. Oh. Trot him out. <laughs> Put him on the gangplank. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we've heard from Goody Coons. I feel yeah, like it's no. been several episodes. <laughs> can usually count Maybe. on Desson. 
Yeah. Oh, Roger Ebert was still around. He said the best scenes in Just Friends take place off screen. <laughs> oh, shit. That's harsh. <laughs> wow. The best scenes takes, take place off screen. That's what he said, right? Yeah. Ouch. He didn't care okay. for it. <laughs> uh, not seeing a Dustin Thompson review. Yeah. I guess maybe he didn't even bother for this one. Uh, he may it's have possible. taken a pass. Yeah. I, I, like, I know oh. Dustin has a sense of humor. I know he does, but. Yeah, sure. Uh, the Hollywood reporter, Kirk Honeycutt, said. <laughs> we got a Kirk Honeycutt? I like that name. That's Honeycutt. funny. Honeycutt. That's funny. <laughs> Kirk Honeycutt. Honeycutt Goody Goons and Honeycutt. These sound like Kool Aid drivers. <laughs> Goody Goons and Honeycutt are dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done a show together. You're right. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> Characters switch personalities in mid-scene, forget sights, ignore the obvious, abandon goals, and betray family and friends just because the script demands it. No motivation required. Eric, what do you wow. think of that? Uh, that is a harsh review. Very, well, it's a, <laughs> it's a lofty statement. I mean, with so many of these like uh, one-line reviews, you really need to get into specifics. You can't just toss out something like... There's no character motivation. Clearly, the guy wants to be more than just friends, so I, I can't give that a pass. I got a lot of problems with this structurally and, and otherwise, so I, I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, like I, coming in Go as ahead. a first-time viewer, <laughs> like, like it, there's always this preamble. Like at I, some point, I'm going to talk it about really this. Is. Well, yeah, we're 52 nerves. minutes into the show. Please, it's, Go my, ahead. it's my nerves. So let's start with the opening, okay? I think the the movie shoots itself in the foot with this opening, like uh, the fat face, like fat Rick Baker prosthetic faces is funny, like, but like that's kind of the problem because immediately like we're laughing at him too and like we're kind of making fun of him because he's like fat yeah. and dumb. I don't I always, like that. I always think I mean as a as someone who uh, has always been somewhat fat but definitely had some uh, some orthodontic uh, wear going on at that at that time. I'm like yeah, I mean I. I that didn't hit me that funny this time. That opening. When he does the eyes, you know, he looks in the camera. I swear, you know, That's he's always, basically winking at the camera. Hey, yeah. I'm in a fat suit. You know, it's me. Yeah. You know, I'm still sexy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's fair. exactly happening. You're right. Mm -hmm. But, but it's everybody not, it's shits on him at the party, though. The opening scene is him being shit on where you start to feel bad. For, I mean, they at least they try to start to make you feel bad for the dude because these guys are just being so harsh to this guy who gets exposed for the the love that he tries to express in Jamie in the yearbook, which is read by her boyfriend, who's the douchebag jock, which is, you know, very standard issue. Fair. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I don't know. They, they definitely set up early, like where I'm like, she knows that he's in love with her. Like, right. I mean, they're supposed to be best friends, but like, she's um, like, she knows he's, he's straight. She knows that like, He's not talking to any other women like, you know what I mean? Like he like and then, she, you know, I don't know. She, she doesn't seem very like this viewing. She didn't feel very kind to me as a as a, as a kid, at least, you know, Ooh. like like she's like, I love you. And then goes in for the kiss. Then like like a brother. <laughs> like That's oh. the thing, man. That's my biggest <laughs> problem. Like like this is like every John Hughes movie in the 80s where the girl just doesn't get it. That this guy like pretty in pink. Like how does. uh Andy not know that Ducky loves her, but she's just so aloof. She doesn't even think about it. The problem with this is for me, if you, you should establish that she actually secretly loves him too, regardless of the way he looks that way, we're going to be looking forward to when, you know, destiny 
comes together and they both can realize that they're in love. Instead, no. it's this turn, which is, oh, now that you're hot, now all of a sudden I love you. That doesn't happen. Like don't, <laughs> well, human beings don't behave in this way. They don't just uh, all of a sudden love their brother romantically because they're good looking. It's she does really ten years at, too, though. Ten years is a long time. Shit changes, man. A lot of things she looks go him up and down like over and over again when she sees him. If anything, like she should kids. be pissed at him for abandoning her and not keeping or not explaining the friendship that they clearly had that was super tight. Like it's dumb. Okay. Well, yeah. I love you, Chris. So. Right now, you're doing what I think I've done a lot with my notes. Yeah. We're friends, right? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Also, you know, actually, get to a different point. I, you know, I say that, but on the other hand, uh, you know, I, as a, as a a kid and in my 20s, like I can think of a time or two, I was like head over heels with someone and I thought, surely everybody fucking knows. It's so obvious. And it turns out no one knew. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you. I, so, like, uh, so there could be that. There, that, that that's that's true too. <laughs> I thought it really. Maybe that's why it struck a chord with me from the first time I saw it. Because experiences growing up as a late teenager, like him, I wasn't fat, uh, so I don't know why that has to be the focus. I agree. We covered that, but there is miscommunication. There's loss of translation stuff that you just think are so obvious. It's absolutely happened in my real life. So to me, this is not an imaginary tale. Whether it's the guy doesn't get it or the girl doesn't get it, it doesn't have to be a gender-related thing either. It's just a matter of the person and how they are not paying attention to signals at times. They just, they just don't get it. They saw things one way, you saw things another way, and it very much happens. So I found it to be credible because, especially at a younger age, it's just a chaotic time and things are going crazy. And I, th- I thought it made sense to me, but maybe well, I'm a bizarro. I don't know. Bizarro. But even well to get back to my other point that I was gonna make is is that right there like I don't know if it even matters if it's credible or not like this is not I mean like like the like you say the movie literally starts with him winking at the camera this is this is not supposed to be a cerebral film I mean this is like, <laughs> no like the characters are inconsistent for well for one people are inconsistent and for two like it's intentionally like a dumb comedy like it's not trying to be like some sort of like you know sit here with a pen and pens paper and and study this like you know what I mean. It's yeah. not that kind. Of, I mean, it's a definitely like a, a kind of a goofy comedy. So, I think we have to like bear that in mind with our analysis that to, to, to kind of I guess cut it a little bit of slack. And the guy he becomes, the guy who moves to the coast and he gets into great shape and he's obsessed about it, and it's really much a part of his experience at that time. That's people do to that. They disappear and they change and they grow up and they go into their twenties. This is a ten year later gap. We're supposed to, whether you agree with it or not, that's what it is. He definitely does a huge cardinal sin, which is never go back to your hometown 10 years after you graduate and go straight like to the bar where you're probably going <laughs> to run into all these fucking people like you go to memories on Thanksgiving and, Eve, go to Lou and Carl's and run into like Chris <laughs> Akaris. <laughs> We've, so, yes. Again, believable. Like Chris, we have we have all done that. Um, yeah. They you just know, used like, a, a jet to make that happen, a private jet. That's all. Yeah, it, it's it, it's yeah, it's it's sad, actually, though, like that scene, because when when you first see uh, what's what's her character's name? Jamie, Jamie, when you first when Jamie first sees Chris earlier in the movie, she like drops everything. She's Jamie doing. Palomino, very Jamie specific. Palomino, yeah. Right. And she comes <laughs> running over to him. And she's so happy to see him. And she's like jumps into his arms. And that's how things regularly were. And then she sees him after a 10 year gap. And she's literally like hiding 
from him. Not because she doesn't like, not because she's mad at him, because she's embarrassed of her station in life. And that's, that's a, uh, he's, is it, yeah. Is it, is that's it that, or moment. is it because she's all of a sudden romantically interested in him just because he's not fat no. anymore? No, I think Travis is onto that. Tra she makes it clear. She says, "Yeah, I'm living with my parents. I'm trying to be a teacher." She says yeah. she's so busted when she tries to hide from him behind the harp. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, she also has some shame about what she, which, you know, mid-20s, don't really know what's happening right now. You're trying to make the best of it. That's very common. I buy you that. Know, and also, I mean, like, even if she is, like, attracted to him now, she's had 10 years to, like, be like, I was so close to this person and he vanished. Maybe she could have romanticized him well before this point with no idea what he looked like. That's Car true, too. And so let's talk about the other characters in this movie that are fantastic. The real reason, actually, the reason I like this movie, Anna Ferris is really great in this role as this clueless pop star. I thought she was so funny with her silly songs and her chaotic views and just thinks that worlds, the world revolves around her. She's an egomaniac for sure, but she tries not to express it that way. I just thought she was really, really funny in this movie. And to this viewing, I still feel that way. I always enjoy Anna Ferris, especially in this role. I, I like Anna Ferris a lot. I mean, I think I think that she's very funny. I wish that she I like I liked Mom. I watched Mom some, and I don't really watch uh, sitcoms hardly at all. Uh, wow. but, yeah. but because she was a lead, and I and I think there should be more films with Anna Ferris as the lead. Um, I, you know, I, you mentioned uh, what was it the, the Play Bunny or whatever House what Bunny, yeah. House, House exactly Bunny. What I, was thinking. I watched that one when it came out. Man, it's got fucking Anna Anna Ferris in the lead. I'm going to watch it. The only like you know so. Uh, I, I'm definitely with you on that. Is where I'm going, where I'm saying with what I'm saying with all this. But this viewing, ah, I was kind of really kind of bummed out by uh, the, not not her performance. Her performance is golden. Uh, she's a great comedic actress, but uh, the character itself and how she's treated in the film, I don't, I don't know. Like, because like, I, I, like we're supposed to laugh at this out of touch like awful human being and she's supposed to like represent like you because remember he learns at the end to jump ahead that like you can't bully or threaten or force someone to liking you and that's what she's doing through the whole movie so like but like so there's redemption for him but there's no redemption for her because like as the movie goes on like i feel worse and worse for her and feel like there's like like he he's like he's manipulating her and like and like uh, and like you know i don't know i, I feel i feel like, like he, he, <laughs> i i feel like i feel worse and worse for her as the movie goes on i feel like this, she's got like some she's clearly got some mental health issues like she's not well <laughs> yes <laughs> that, uh, again yeah. though to me that's okay, that's a, like yeah this is not a serious film though either yeah so, yeah you're yeah. right that's, that's being true. like Fre freddie and freddie got fingered he, somebody should really sit down and maybe we can solve some of these issues <laughs> he's having like she, i love anna ferris I almost kind of wish this movie was just about her as this character. Like the plot <laughs> is just her being trying like on a, like a weekend with yeah. like her manager and like funny hijinks happen. The fact Wait, that am I like, being punked? Yeah. The <laughs> fact that she's like interplaying with this, like supposedly real comedy where you got like the big speech at the door with the romantic. It's just kind of, it's, it's a waste of her talent for me. And it's, it's just not funny enough. Uh, like Anna Ferris is doing her best and she's so it's ridiculous ready, ready to do her thing, but the material is just not that funny. Like, well, I like, absolutely disagree with you. We're going to disagree and that's fine. I, she's so funny in this movie and the, the way she delivers her lines and yes, Travis's points aside, there might, there's some validity to that. I could see that, but to say that she's not funny in this movie is just she's being silly. She's being silly, but it's like Tommy. Boy versus her songs. Black, 
It's like Tommy Boy versus Black Sheep. Like Tommy Boy is well written and it's hilarious, but Black Sheep is just these two great comedians like being noisy and obnoxious, but it's not. No that way. Funny. No way. Her timing is what makes her comedy good in this movie. The way she looks at people and the way she kisses her. When, when they show up to the bar after yeah. the plane has been stuck in Jersey, this yeah. regular old bar, and they see their friends Clark and Darla, who are great side characters too. Uh, that one guy, by the way, who plays Clark, I think was in some uh, show I watched like a long time ago. He's a Canadian dude. He's funny. He's funny, simple, funny, but. She shows up and oh my god, Clark and Darla, and she's like so amazed by them, and then she kisses Darla in this totally inappropriate way. And Darla, that makes Darla. me laugh because of the way she says it. She, it's her timing, the way she does it. And I don't think that would be in the same in a in a lesser comedic actor's hands. I think this would be a much worse role and probably awful. I, I, that's how I see it. The the movie's strongest when she's in it. Uh, yes, she disappears. I completely agree with that. She disappears way too much. She's like incapacitated. Like, and I refuse to believe that this woman would just be chill hanging out in his bed with his little brother. And like, all like, I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. Like, she's just like hanging. Like, no, like she would not do this. She would get up and go. Um, yes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that, I think that she's in the movie a fair amount. Don't get me wrong. But like, I, I agree, Eric. I think I would have been much more interested in the movie. Like, I, I, I've always liked Amy Smart. Don't get me wrong. But that whole, that whole that whole Thank plot you. line, I would exchange it just to watch these two fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? To watch like the way that he like rolls his eyes when he sees her, and like he's so unhappy to see yeah, that, her. That, like, that's a movie. Funny. That's funny. other stuff is just like yeah, I love how this guy. I love how this guy's biggest problem is is that he has to spend the night with Anna Ferris. It, <laughs> like like it is this clingy, like very sexy, obviously. Like lady that like has interested him like that's his problem like Stephen Root forced him to. Well, she did put him in the hospital, <laughs> the first time they hung out. I don't care. I, this may make sound shallow, but I don't care how dumb and annoying she is. As long as she is that beautiful and fun and goofy, I, I'd be totally okay with this character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's more honesty. I will say. I laugh when they're together, and I agree. I think you're right, Travis. It doesn't make any sense that she would just be isolated. So you have the the younger brother character too, which I wanted to get to. Now, oh, Travis, Jesus. we all all three of us have brothers, so we all know the brother experience. Not all of us are the oldest brother or the youngest brother either. We're somewhere in between. But I really just, to me, that is the best part of the movie too. It's Anna Faris and these two brothers going head to head and fighting with each other and. Ah! and the things they say to each other. Now, there's there's homophobic remarks made, and that's not cool at all. It's not cool. But I'm going to tell you this. As kids, kids do this shit. It's stupid. They're immature. He's a moron. And brothers say awful shit to each other sometimes, which is not cool. But I found it to be believable in the time when this movie was made in 2005. So. Well, I mean, he is... I mean, Chris Marquette's playing a teenage boy yes. uh, in 2005. I'm not excusing the behavior uh, at all. I, I, but I found that less troublesome than Anna Ferris's character and the, the like anti-Asian comments that she was making. There's actually uh, both her and and uh, Ryan Reynolds both make up. There's a she she calls a record producer um, Hong Kong food. Oh yeah, at one Fuck, point. I forgot about and then that. Then he makes a joke about Mr. Lee being the uh, the Chinese launder, the dry cleaner, being the dry cleaner that. later on. Yeah, so the, there, and, you know it's. Uh, Consistently dated. reminding people that like the 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 the, the group that America's typically been probably most comfortable making fun of for decades has, has been Asians and so it's it's sad to see that um, don't like that um, but you know 
we we see that in almost every film we watch. It it does detract, as we've talked about many times. Like it it makes it makes it for a rougher view when you go back to watch and the the shits in there. That's fair. What is Chris's job? He's a he's a pyramid. Oh yeah, he's a record producer. What producer? Is he a record producer? Is he a PR guy? Or is that the same thing? <laughs> He's an A and R guy. What do A and R guys do? They don't don't they do everything? Audio recording is that? Yeah, what but they're like for? arts and recreation. I always wonder what that stood for too. Yeah, A and I have A&R no guy. Uh, it's um, uh, research and development. <laughs> I have uh. no idea. Bondage and this and that. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, who cares what his job is? He just works for he works for the record company, and he's a slick LA asshole. Woohoo! Yippee! <laughs> but the best part, I enjoy when the brothers go at it, and then the, I even like the scene. There's a nice scene there when like they are sharing the cookie, and they stop. He's like, "No, you walking void." And they're like whispering at each other. And they, say, "I love you. I love you." That's cute. I, I actually find that heartfelt. And Julie Haggerty brings that out of them because whenever Mom shows up in the any part of it. I dig it. There's so many extra characters in this movie that make the movie better. I don't care about the Amy Smart, Ryan Reynolds connection at all. I, I really find a lot more That's fun in all the rest of the characters. <laughs> okay, that is a good point, Eric. I mean, we're basically saying that like all the peripheral shit we are mostly okay with or like, and that the main plot line we're l- less into. But I mean... It's not terrible. I mean, I think that no. they have a decent chemistry. Um, there are moments where they that they have together where I laugh. Like when he is freaking out in his car and like doing oh, the thing Jesus. with his hand and she comes out and the look on her face when she's when it's just I, I mean, it's not hit what he's doing is not that funny. Although I, like what it's her that's funny to me in that scene. But I have again, like that's totally relatable. Who hasn't had a yep. freak out in their car when they did something stupid? Um <laughs> On the other hand, like the obligatory like child beating up like children scene that like has to be in every like movie like every comedy of the two thousands everything post Billy Madison for a while. It's just dumb. Um, so, so yeah, so, so some of their scenes together I think fall really weak and 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 also like she starts flirting. We got to talk about Dusty. She starts flirting with Dusty like directly over his incapacitated body like. What is that? <laughs> what is that? And also, I swear that's also a common thing. I I, I wouldn't what? know it off the top of my head, but I bet I could find a few more movies like that from the same period where that was like, oh. yeah, like Ben Stiller. And that's what it was. Something about Mary. Remember, he's strapped into the gurney. It's just like shit like that started that. I feel like we had the it's clapper in this movie. We had we had the clapper. We had, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. clapper. Yeah, we had a fucking that's clapper. That's hilarious. Like no one's Thank ever you for used bringing one. that up. Yeah, there's a, yeah. So there, there's a few. Uh, there's a few tropes there's a few a few yeah. yeah one or one or one or five <laughs> I, I i like amy smart just as as much as the next guy you know but like the way this character is written it's like classic like young first time guy screenwriter that's like trying to a- write a woman and how they would act like every one of her lines is just like in response to something that he is interested in it's just like classic like the dream what like what the dream girl's response would be to everything that you say there's no character. That's an exaggeration. Like, like they, she they yells attempt- at him. She gets pissed at him. There's a big divisiveness between them. She stands up for herself. She says she throws himself at him, and she's like, why did you ignore me? And she gets pissed, and she starts to resent him. And she's like, God, get over yourself. Because I wouldn't I'm sleep sorry. with you in high school. She says stuff like that. If, so it's not all you, like that. In my opinion, they should have, uh, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but like, you you open the movie where she is writing pretty much the same thing that he's writing in here's her his yearbook to her or her yearbook. You have her write that in his, 
So like you create some kind of tension, like will they or won't they uh, like little nugget there. And then like, maybe like she's not able to give him back his yearbook, but like, you know, from the, from right off the bat that she actually is interested in the same thing. This, this flip where all of a sudden she's like, Oh yeah, let's date. And like, uh, Oh, you fucked it up. Like just does not work at all. And it makes her just this vapid one note, boring character. Did you I, look at the guy who wrote this, by the way? Do you see the name? Yeah, it's like Randall Tex Cobb. It's yeah. <laughs> Adam <laughs> it's, Adam Tex Davis. Adam Tex. Tex is in quotes. Yep, which is disappointing. And Roger Cumbo, the director, dude. Cruel Intentions in the sweetest thing, which is the most annoying, obnoxious movie ever made. His track record is not hot. I did uh, kind of feel like it was suddenly easy and weird. Like all he really had to do to get her to be into him was eat ice cream with her and not be a dick. It turns out which maybe there's a lesson in yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, hey, the pancakes that were shoved in front of him, he'd lost all this weight. That was stupid. That's a, that's not cool to think that this guy's fat. And now she remembers the waitress brings him this huge sugar filled pancake thing. Yeah, that's not he, cool. He was kind of a jerk about it, but yeah, he, no, he was, he was, he was he was in the right. Well, he but he like was. He, he was also being dismissive to her and name dropping and all this other stuff. Yes. Um, so like Good Charlotte was, was referenced in this movie, by the way. It takes you back to a different time in the world. Good just Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Like they're irrelevant. Um, I did like that Lemonheads track, though. I like that song. Any of your arms? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a decent track. Um, hey, Aaron, Evan Dando. He loves Evan Dando. Uh, who who is it that does, that does in your eyes? Was that the Middle East? Who was that? Oh, Rogue Wave. Rogue Wave. Yeah, yeah. Rogue it's a good song. Get, it's a good nice little uh, Chicago. Nice little Saturday. Are they from Chicago. I think they're. <laughs> yeah. Are they um, from? I'm, I think they're. Your, uh, your point isn't lost though, Travis. Chicago and area I, band. Sorry. I believe I, I share it. Like she's immediately down for exactly what he wants as soon as they reconnect after the ten years. So what? Where's the challenge? Like. Where's the tension? I don't know that well, it's it, that clear, though. It turns out, though, that like the, the real obstacle isn't his looks. It's now now it's his personality. So I guess like before his before his personality was good, but his looks sucked, and then now his personality sucks and his looks are good. Um, that's not good either, is it? I guess. <laughs> his what about the sucked. what about this going to see? <laughs> yeah. What about going to see the Notebook? How do we feel all about that whole exchange? Oh, that's a that's a every, <sighs> every Christmas Eve the the new, the theater by my house shows the Notebook. Yeah, really? They, yeah, that and Planet Terror. They have a back to back double feature. Christmas Eve Notebook <laughs> and Planet know. Planet Terror. I mean, what the fuck? Why why aren't they making a Christmas movie? Why why aren't they making? They could have made any Christmas movie. That or, this is where the writing gets bogus, and I'll give Eric credit only on this one because. He decides to make this exchange after the hockey event where he gets his teeth screwed up. He's like, oh, I've got to be the biggest pussy she's ever seen, is what he says directly. Yeah. So then what he wants just happens in real life. Oh, the notebook's playing now because that's what I want? Uh, or it would be playing in theaters? I guess it, this the movie came uh, out in 04, the notebook, if you want to get technical about it. Yeah, so, right. I, I love the I notebook. I don't consider it being a pussy thing at all. It's great film, romantic think, as hell. I think everyone likes the notebook, but that's besides the point. Uh, a year after the uh, it coming out, it wouldn't it wouldn't be playing in theaters. It's just like a, a whole year, like one year after. It just wouldn't be unless there was some, you know what I mean? Like, 
So it just it doesn't you, right. it doesn't make sense for it to be the movie, but that's Agreed. a little bit nitpicky. Um, it's nitpicky, I, but what about I, the mom being there? I just want to mention that one part she, about it. When she takes his hand, <laughs> when he sees when he sees Dusty take when she ta- he she takes Dusty's hand, and then his mom, <laughs> his fucking mom, takes her hand. That is <laughs> rough. Now that there is there is a fucking gay joke right before that just poisons that well because I can't laugh at that without thinking because he goes this is gay yeah and, and, and the then two the, guys and then it shows two guys kissing and it's like oh because gay is funny right get it yeah um, I thought I was walking a weird line where like man it's like this is it's like saying this is gay so they're applying it's a bad thing is that what they're saying then because I yeah I mean it wasn't in a positive way he goes this is gay and he didn't mean like. It's directed by RuPaul. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Then well. the two gay guys kiss, and it's like a joke because right. like, it's, it's right. perverse and weird. Right. And Dumb. then a really, really funny hand-holding scene comes, but like I can't think of the hand-holding scene without thinking of the fucking Poisoned Well right before that. So I'm like, eh, How about the fact the that uh, uh, Jamie uh, agrees to go on a date with Chris Klein while she's on a date with Chris? I, I hope you don't. It. I hope you don't mind. I invited this man in your house. I'm telling cool? you now that he's already in your house. Like, th- yeah, there's a few th- th- choices she makes that are more than questions. But then he uh, he allows it to have. He's oh, it's totally awesome that Dusty came. Oh, <laughs> Which just is friends. his fault for saying that. They're just friends. Did we cover just... what went wrong with Chris Klein? Because election hilarious and this very funny. Like, yes, what is this guy. He he was good. Yeah, he's good. He was hey, when he American Pie when he pops his head when they're at that church event with the kids. He pops his head while. Jamie and Chris Brander behind the scenes that yeah. Curtis, would you like to join us in the singing of a carol of our Lord? It's so funny the way he says it. And then he <laughs> freaks he out. Up, um, like, I don't know. Uh, I, he I'm just, right in the now, American I'm, pie movies were his like big breakthrough, but in those movies, he's a pointless character. Almost. There's nothing to be offered or gleaned from that. I'm sure we did this um, same With thing election, when, we, when we watched right. election, but I'm looking and the man's been working consistently he was in Sweet Magnolias, a TV show last year. He's in The Flash, a few episodes. He was, he was in, but Ben Schwarmer's two in 2019. That was the only oh, thing he no. did all year. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking film about. Film wise, so yeah, he definitely has slowed down. I take it back. He's better um, than that, though. He's a good comedic actor. If he if you give him the right material, he really thrives whenever he's given that opportunity. I I want absolutely. Chris Klein to know that. You deserve respect for that, buddy. I, yeah, I like Chris Klein too, but he hasn't done. Yeah, he really hasn't done. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess America decided no, thank you, because I mean, or, <laughs> or 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 he's just got like a shit fucking manager. Because I, yeah. to me, I always found him extremely likable, a, a talented actor, and funny. you know what he needs. He needs oh. an agent for Dom Hall Gleason. Remember when he was in every movie that yeah. was important for no, five straight years? No, okay. he's, he's, he's Judy Greer's agent. I, I know. I, I, or I yes, I, that's a good. I know the problem. Um, he's canceled. He's had like three DUI arrests, so he's putting people's lives in danger for his irresponsibility at this age. So oh, we've had enough. If you if if you got three DUIs, you might have some issues yeah. at work too. You might have an alcohol problem. That's oh, unfortunate. We're, gonna, we're gonna not excusing it. it. Okay. okay. No, yeah, and we're speculating a bit here, but uh, we really know. are. Now we are way into the Please weeds on Chris Klein's life. <laughs> we're sorry. But in, you the know, weeds, this all... <laughs> in the weeds on Chris Klein's life. Yep. Yeah. Here, here we are. <laughs> just friends. The Just in Friends the episode has gone in the weeds on Chris Klein. But I I like this movie because of the songs, too. The songs are fun to me. If you can entertain me with silly songs that you create, 
I'm always into that too. And I'm not even talking about when Jamie smiles, which is just a dumb, repetitive thing. But <laughs> the Hannah Ferris's songs. Yeah, forgiveness makes me laugh. It's a stupid song. And when she's in the studio, when she unfortunately does the reference to the uh, the Asian, you know, cruelty that she expresses yeah, there, that's that kind I, of. Well, I wish I hadn't repeated that, that for the. Record. I guess that ruins for me now, uh, because she's in the studio with the guitar, making a good point about she's trying not to be a bubblegum pop star, which she clearly is, but she's trying to be like with the guitar saying, "You guys are." Assholes, you guys are assholes. That makes me laugh. That always used to make me laugh. But on this viewing was the first time I noticed what she says to the producer, and I was like, oh shit. Well, are, that's, well, are we that's supposed to dislike her? Or are we supposed to like her throughout yes. the entire film? If we're supposed to dislike no, her, both. I think it's appropriate. So why yeah. wouldn't they do something like that? You're right. I mean, it is both, though. We're supposed to both like her and dislike. We're, we, we want, we're supposed to laugh at her and uh and 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 hate her, I guess. <laughs> Josh Blair got a laugh out of being in the weeds on Chris Klein. Yes. Thanks, Josh. Deep, deep a deep dive into the personal history of Chris Klein. All right. Wow. We, we've gone way deep in this movie already for a movie that's not that complicated. Uh, any other final thoughts here before we wrap up and get to our final summation on this episode? Um, Julie Haggerty rules. Yeah. I mean, she plays the same character over and over again, but it's fine. It is. Yeah. She's a Steven great Could have used a couple more scenes. It's funny. I guess it's a cameo because it doesn't feel like a cameo. It feels more <laughs> like a small role that got cut down. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, like, uh, we're not going to spend this much time in L.A. We're going back to Jersey. Right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's nope. what happened. Or they uh, reshot and, the beginning. Who knows? And, and God, I love Steven Root, but that's just not a funny scene. Like, it's no. uh, it's not at all. And they try. Oh, my God. Asshole L.A. dude. <laughs> yeah. They really tried with yeah. the pants and the and the lobster and all that. It's just, not, it's like, oof, this is not <sighs> He probably looks the same way. Like, yeah, that was... That wasn't my best. Also, probably not a good idea to have your main character like be sexually weird and aggressive to his coworkers, and then you're supposed to like him for the rest of the movie. I don't know. Kind of a problem. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so he is supposed to be like, like we're not. I mean, he, there's, there's a, he's not a great guy. Like we're, we're supposed to, we're supposed to like recognize that that he's not a fantastic guy. He's the kind of guy that will like when that whole opening bit where he's like introducing friend zone like he's the first person to ever come up with that concept and friend, the guy's like friend zone what is that um i i think that uh you know he's like, never hit, heard of that yeah so stupid. <laughs> he's like hitting on the girl in front of the other guy which it turns out he is just her friend but still i don't know uh he, he's definitely not a good guy and we're supposed to feel like that watching the movie that he's damaged did you catch a girl from the girl next door in that early part of the movie there was she, what, the, what girl? It's, it was a hard kind of a reach find, but it was I made the connection between her and Chris Marquette because they're both in the movie together. I thought maybe he got her apart. She plays the girl. I just don't know why you don't take me seriously when he's at the bar and they're breaking oh, up. After, yeah, that, that. she was the same girl who's at the porno expo where the guy wants her to look at her boobs. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're right. It was her. It was her. All right. That's fun. Good for her. A little, 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 connect, little cinema nine okay. connection, a little Chris Marquette connection. <laughs> yes, Chris. Chris Marquette's great in this movie too. He's brief, but the moments he gets outside of his immaturity as a teenager are really funny. He's the, funny. Uh, what? His, shri I his shrill it. screams. Yes, hilarious. I love that. What? I love his shrill oh, screams. God. It makes Jesus. me laugh. He's the little brother, and he's trying to stand up, and be tough for himself, and he's he's not going to be able to beat up his older brother, but he's going to try. 
when he when he when he tases uh, Anna Ferris right <laughs> off the fucking balcony while he's on the phone with him. That's pretty funny. <laughs> And, the way, no, the yeah, way he dismisses I, his brother, like, whatever, dude. Like, he locks the doors so he can't get into the bathroom. That, to me, was classic. Maybe they're a little old to be acting like that. I, I'll give you that because we probably would have done that at, like, 12 and 13 or 10. Yeah. But yeah. You know, there's, there's a scene in this movie that is so distinctly 2005. You couldn't do it now, and you couldn't have done it, like, 10 years before that, which is the scene where, uh, I mean, you could, but. The scene where he's on the landline and he calls uh and he calls Jamie and his mom gets yep. on the phone. Like Joyce? Like that would have been funny like in the nineties or the eighties because it ha- but it happened like all the time. So it wasn't like it wasn't like embar- <laughs> it wasn't that embarrassing or funny or out of place. And like now, of course, no one uses a fucking landline. What the hell is that? Uh so like for, in two thousand five though, there was a slim window where like your parents might still actually have a landline. Yeah. And where you might use it, and your parent, you know, where you could be in that Remember? rare situation, situation yep. again, uh, where you know just wouldn't, just wouldn't happen now, and, yeah. and like you know what I mean. Remember when your mom would pick up the phone? You'd have to cup like the receiver, and be like, "Mom, I'm on the phone." Or like you'd, you'd be like in the middle of talking, like, and all of a sudden, like just five do, minutes, so it's like it. dialing, and they're not yep. hearing you yep. yelling. I'm on the phone. Yeah, it was always far this way possible in a house oh, yeah. too, so yep. it would yep. be really Three floors. that. Total I was asked by my students recently if I'd ever used the rotary phone, and I confirmed that I had. And they were just like in awe. Like oh it, it was like I, it was like I told them that I'd like you know I don't know was a pioneer or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it took me 15 minutes to explain to my third grade students what a blockbuster video was. Like you had you had oh, to go yeah. rent tapes. Like if you wanted to see a movie. And it wasn't in, you just had to go home. You couldn't watch it that night. <laughs> Speaking of deep in the weeds of personal lives, are you giving up like your whole back history? Yeah. Hey, you know, years, I was, 1996 uh, to 1999. I, 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 I was born premature, but I came out all right. You tell them when the first time you're allowed to watch an R rated movie was? <laughs> yeah. You don't. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, just friends. Right. Uh, I'll go first. Because I picked the movie, and Just Friends, it's just all right with me. Uh, does it hold up? I guess. This is the question we're asking ourselves. Classic. You just always want to try to dig deeper. What does it mean? I mean we don't have to do that. Uh, BBV14479. That is a friend of the show's former Blockbuster Video employee number that he just messaged yeah. us. 14479, yeah. Yep. Oh. Managerial code. Yep. Knock out that uh, overdue charge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a disc. All right. That's excellent. I did not know uh, that. Two, two, it was 226-124-15666. We forgot about the 226-124 part. That's the preface. I think uh, Steve just caught up on that. For those of you in the live stream, yes, that's what's <laughs> happening. Uh, Podcast-wise, I'll continue talking now about my experience with this film. I, It's funny enough to me. uh, Yes, there's some issues that are, it's not ideal, but this movie's not here to take itself seriously. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a Christmas movie. It is. It it is a Christmas movie enough. It's not just like there. It's part of the scenery coming home for Christmas. So whether you agree with that or not, I'm not going to argue with that with you because to me, this is a Christmas movie and it'll always be on my list of Christmas movies I want to throw on because brotherly spats and a bunch of ancillary characters that I enjoy. Make me laugh. Good songs that make me laugh. Stupid songs that make me laugh. Uh, people who think they are on top of their game, but they're really not. There's a lot of people in this movie who are 
confused, but they're trying to act like they're not. And I like that about this movie. And I like the fact that it ends with like these two kids and three kids. And there's a guy and two and a girl and another guy. And he gives the cookie to the girl. Then the girl turns to the other guy that she likes. And that guy's in the friend zone at six years old with his cookie screwed again. Uh-huh. And the thing just keeps on repeating itself over and over again. So I, I, I say this movie holds up. Um, it's 2005 for sure, but you can throw it on now and still have some laughs. And and still, it's not like super, super crude where you're like, oh, we can't watch this with the whole family. I think it's still, it'll fly. So that's my <laughs> opinion. And uh, hey, I could be wrong, but stick with it. <laughs> okay. Especially that statutory rape scene. You know what? I I, I just saw that is it not last fair. You night. can't just throw that in there and on my ending commentary. That's bogus. Now go ahead. Now you can right, speak okay, freely. Fine. I'll go ahead. Uh, I want to thank. You know, I actually do want to thank and applaud this film for being as short as it is. Uh, I found it to be uh, just a hodgepodge of goofy, played out, cliched sight gags, awful mind grain inducing noise, and just blurry characters that are better left to the cutting room floor. Like fairly brothers can do this sort of stuff, right? Because they don't attempt to have any heart. You don't have the dumb scene where the guy's like taking the last stand at the door and it's supposed to be like, you're supposed to feel something. Fuck. It's patently ridiculous, by the way. How so? The Ferrelli brothers have always, they always try to wrap heart into their movies. You were missing the point on those big time. Give me one example right now. Stuck on you. A stupid, stupid movie that like it gets so serious because they like can't they do that a lot. Shallow, shallow Hal, they're they're trying to like have yes. a whole message there. Yeah, I'm Not just saying that, that point in particular. But. Okay, I'll look into that. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Don't <laughs> don't. Yeah, no. I do like stuck on you. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Terrible film. Doesn't hold up. I hated it. <laughs> As you knew you would, but you you watched it for the pod, so. Good man. I, Good man. I, I, I always go in with an open mind, but I'm sorry. It didn't do it for me. Tone was set 24 hours ago when he texted us. <laughs> yeah. What is this trash? Is that the quote? I believe the quote was, what is this trash? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's probably 30 seconds in. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sometimes when we do this, you know, I, I'm like before the movie's even over, I might be like, this fucking holds up. Or I'm like, whoa, this does not hold up. And then sometimes it, the movie ends and I'm just like, shit, I just don't know. I just, I'm just not sure still. And I got to ponder it and I think about it all the next day, like I did with this one. And then I still don't really know when we start the episode. I kind of go, how did, how did I feel doing the episode? And I found that, uh, to my surprise, I like leapt to this film's defense quite a bit with you, Eric, um, and wanted to kind of, you know, point out the good and, um, and that kind of stuff. I think a lot of our notes might be kind of similar if we were to compare them. Mm. But, uh, again, this movie is, is not trying to, it, it should not hold up to hardcore like critical analysis because it's just not that kind of movie. Uh, um, that all said, there is still like there is a you know I think that I had more of an issue with the problematic parts than than uh, than than you did, Mike, and uh, the inconsistency of the characters did and their choices did bother me. Some some of the cliches bothered me more than I would you know want for a film. Um, 
God, I I don't know. I, I I'm just so <laughs> on the fucking fence with this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I I, I guess it doesn't quite hold up for me. I, I I have a I have I have strong feeling like like you know I have I have attachment for the film in particular because of you. If I didn't you know Mike, if I did not have these attachments to the film, I I, I think I I don't know if I I probably never would have watched it, but um. I think that there's I think that there's value here. Anna Ferris in particular is really funny, um, and I think that like throwing it on is not you're not gonna hate it if you do. Like I don't, but uh, does it hold up as a good movie? I guess I'm gonna say no. Well, I understand that turmoil when you're trying to figure out certain movies. They can be very very challenging. I just really worked that all out as it was coming out of my face into this microphone. Sorry. It's <laughs> all good. I, had, I, I thought that was actually well thought out. I could see going either way on this in terms of it holding up yeah. as well. Uh, but Steve says, it's uh, not me. It's you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Happy holidays, Steve. Good to see you, buddy. All right. Well, there it is. Just friends. Does it hold oh, up or not? God. Well, you can find out for yourself. It's a dumb movie and it always will be. Yeah. And, that's just how it is. Ryan Reynolds approves. All right. Next week, we have a guest. We have Derek on. Derek Myers from Pop Goes Your World, which is a right. lovely podcast where a Gen Xer goes head to head with a millennial, which is Derek. And they talk about pop culture stuff. And if you love pop culture, it's really just an ideal show for you. They just cracked their 200th episode uh, a wow. week or so ago. So wow. good for them. Yeah. yeah. I sent him a quick like email and said, hey, great job. Keep it up, guys. And... Derek loves movies big time. Uh, in fact, talking with him, you know, he's he, he's a hardcore movie lover, and he was really torn on which movie to decide. And I said, "Welcome to the Cinema Nine world. This, you got a little taste of what it's like for us every week when it's your turn." Yeah, uh, we've we've had the chance to build a list, so you know we're lucky in that respect. Uh, I did not. I'm very proud of myself, and I take great pride in never interfering with guest decisions. It's very important to me. That integrity will always be important because he asked me a few times. He's like, Hey, uh, what do you think of this movie? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Yeah. I won't, I won't say a word. You have all to make he knew was the, the five year rule. That's all. The, the only That's right. Thing okay, That's right. Cool. That's exactly what I told him. So having said that, I was Boy. hoping he gave me a list of five movies and I was hoping he would have picked one of the other ones on the list. He did not do that. The one he ended up picking is, Galaxy Quest. Okay. I think this is a great call, man. This was uh, huge when it came out, and you really don't hear a lot of people talking about it lately. I watched uh, it a few months ago. I'm going to disagree with you. I, th I feel oh. like it's still in the public conscious. Yeah, right? I would agree, I hear, Travis. I've I watched about YouTube videos about it, actually. Yeah. A couple. I don't, I've never actually never sat through the whole movie, so I'll oh, watch no. it. Really? kind of okay, feel like I've seen call. it for some reason because I've watched, like, I don't know, maybe I've watched YouTube videos about it or something, and there's been a lot of... Maybe it was in some top tens about, hey, these types of movies are still good or something. I don't know what it was. It's somewhere. definitely always in, like, an underrated of all of, like, the 90s or two, like type of list. So Yeah, it's, it's kind of cult following. Call. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm obsessed with Sigourney Weaver's cleavage in this movie. I'm not going to lie. That's been a problem. Strap with, in. You know, Strap in. You're going to like what you see. Sigourney Weaver. Aaron, hey! Aaron loves Sigourney Weaver, so I know he knows what I'm talking he's, about, right, Aaron? He's pony yeah. for Sigourney. He is. <laughs> yes. Seems That's a great a good, way to end the show. It's a good note. <laughs> it's a good note. All right, thanks for joining us, Cinema 9 Pod, ProtonMail.com. Uh, as far as I know, we're just going to keep rocking shows because when we're on break, it's easy to do a Thursday show, right? So oh, yeah. Good. 
fucking yeah. Napier, man. Christmas is on the weekend, so we don't have to worry about that being a problem. Nope. And until then, that's it. Travis Roy, Eric Branstrom. Ta-ta. When Jamie smiles, I can see for miles. <laughs>